0: But the past isn't what defines where you want to go or where mm. you want to be. But it, but it has to be woven in to your your own fabric mm. of what defines you.
1: y'all and welcome to Guild Stories, the podcast where every person has a story and it's the stories that connect us all. I'm Justin Rickliffs, founder and CEO of Guild Content, husband of Brooke and father of five young people. And I'm joined today by my lovely co-host who happens to be my wife as well.
0: Hey guys, I'm Brooke, owner of Reclaim the Home, Justin's wife and mother of five We're so grateful you're here. This podcast is a place where we'll explore the stories of hustlers, dreamers, and doers who are going for it by pursuing meaningful work and living life with purpose.
1: Welcome to Guild Stories. Hey guys, we are super lucky to have today's guest. Her calendar, I think, is probably as busy as President Trump's, and she's basically been on this growth rocket ship the past several years with her gig, and we're gonna hear all about that. Um, In short, she's been crushing it. So, Lisa Ginter, she's the CEO of Community America Credit Union. She's from KC, a native of Independence, so she's KC through and through. We'll hear all about it, but she joined Community America in 1995. She took the reins as CEO in 2015. And since then, she's been named to the Power 100 by the Casey Business Journal three straight years. She's been named to Ingram's 250 three straight years. Community America has been named as one of the best places to work in Kansas City. She's led a rocket ship growth strategy from a revenue perspective. She's negotiated a bold strategy to become the official bank and wealth management partner of your Kansas City Chiefs. I think the list could go on and on, but beyond the work stuff in the community, Lisa is on oh man, I don't know, 30 boards maybe. (laughs) Uh, She's on the Casey Area Development Council, the Casey Chamber of Commerce Board, City Year Kansas City, Heartland Credit Union Association. She's on the Board of Trustees for Rockhurst University and St. Michael the Archangel. She helped raise over a million dollars as the board co-chair for the American Heart Association's Casey Go Red for Women campaign. And I think that might be it, at least for now. So Lisa, (laughs) welcome to the show.
0: Oh, thank you, Justin. Thanks for having me.
1: Oh, it's so good to have you. So, personally, Lisa and her husband, Barry, of how many years have y'all been married? 31. Holy smokes.
0: Yeah, been together 39.
1: Holy cow.
0: Your high school sweethearts went to grade school together, grew up up the street from each other. So, yeah. That's so it's good. Kind of crazy.
1: That's so good. So, down the road in this conversation, I'm going to ask you what the secret is to stay married. Thirty-one years—that's <laughs> awesome. Um, you all have three kids, right? Tell yes. us about tell about tell us about your kiddos.
0: So I have a daughter, Christine, and then my two boys, Justin and Jared. Um, and they're uh, they're just thriving, and I'm excited to keep expanding my family. So my daughter uh, married in 2016, so we have a son-in-law, Joe, and a daughter-in-law, Taylor, which Love I it. count as my kids. Absolutely. And then my youngest, Jared. Um, I think there might be a. Uh, a proposal around the corner, um, and then I'm um, a new grandma.
1: Holy cow! Tell us about that.
0: Yeah, so uh, Ava Rose was born last April, so, so she's sweet. what 16 months old. Awesome. And the light of our lives, I mean, just the, the best gift, first of all, the best gift God can give us, but the best gift your kids can give you as a grandchild.
1: That's so awesome.
0: And then we just recently found out um, on our 31st anniversary that my daughter is giving us another grandchild. Come on. <laughs> yeah, so another little girl. So we're excited.
1: It's early in the process, but what has been the biggest like aha or biggest surprise about being a grandma and what do they call you do they call you Nana do they call you I mean obviously Nana Nana. okay
0: I'm a Nana my mom was Nani and I you know can never be like my mom so I'm I'm gonna be Nana and the biggest surprise you know I think it's just how much you know you love your children Mm. and you think oh my gosh it's the best the best gift ever and until they put that little grandchild in your arms and then just watching her, i think because we're more mature you know raising our children so we're a lot more calm than we were when we were younger parents yeah. but um she's just oh gosh running my husband calls her touchdown ava because she's always running to us with her arms up in oh, the air so, so it's so cute oh i just love her so much
1: and you get to give her back at the end of the day, right? That's what my, my folks always say. They're like, man, it was fun raising you, but like we were stuck with you at the end, right? <laughs> here it's like we can love on our kiddos and then give them back at the end of the day oh, or spoil them or whatever, right?
0: Yeah, no, I I'd, I'd keep her if she'd let me.
1: That's awesome. So you so you grew up in KC. Tell us, I mean, I think from what I know of you, big family, a lot of people, a lot of love and support. Like what was it? Where would you grow up? And, and tell us a little bit about what that looked
0: like. So, grew up in Independence, Missouri. Um, I am one of ten kids, so Holy I have cow. nine siblings. So, five girls and five boys. Um, so, growing up in our household, we never really had any distinction of if you're a boy or a girl. You just, you know, you played basketball. You played outside till ten o'clock at night. You rode bikes. I mean, we were just <laughs> into everything. Uh, we uh, we had my parents outnumbered. Uh, my poor mom, she uh, she was a school teacher, and so obviously stayed home with us kids. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things, she always let us express ourselves. Like, mm. I can't tell you how many times we've colored on the wall and did crazy things in the house. <laughs> and she just allowed us to, to be who we are. To be so. you. Mm-hmm. What
1: number of the ten in uh, line were you? Number two. Number two, okay. Number two, I had
0: a lot of responsibility at number two. Yeah, I'll I was going to
1: say, you had, you had eight. I mean, younger siblings that I'm sure you helped raise, in in essence.
0: Oh yeah, and it's a funny story with my daughter, uh, Christine. So I have Christine, Justin, Jared, okay. and Christine said, you know, because she sees the love that we all have as as uh, the Haggerty clan, and she said, "Mom, how come you never had? How come you didn't have ten kids?" I was like, I looked at her and I was like, "Come honey, on, honey." <laughs> By the time I had your brother, Jared, I feel like I've raised 10 kids because I was the one that was up at night walking my younger brothers and sisters and, you know, doing all the household chores and just whatever my mom needed. I, I was more that nurturing, you know, sibling, so.
1: That's great. You're like, yeah, I, I, I kind of did that already. I kind of raised eight siblings already. <laughs> That's good. Well, uh, you know, our connection, Lisa, is it, it, what started as a professional one, and but I think for us it highlights – one of those mantras about our work and the, the way that we operate as an agency is that we want to work with people that we really like and that we really trust. And and, and we, we say this all the time is that our clients are friends first and their partner second. And, and I think, you know, again, as, as business evolves and the landscape of, of industry changes that you really do have the opportunity to work with people that you like and trust. And so when when you and I first met, I was working at the Chiefs and we um, initially recruited you. I don't know if you remember this, but uh, Cece Rojas and I recruited you to be on the 101 board and the 101 committee. And you showed up to a a happy hour and I was like, oh my gosh, I was kind of nervous. I was like, Lisa Ginter's the CEO. And I'm super nervous. But we're gonna ask her to be on this board, and and uh, from then it was just this like kinship and friendship, and our relationship evolved to um, now really really cool things for you guys and the Chiefs. So if you don't mind, tell our audience a little bit about your current role, and then you know we'll we'll talk about the Chiefs too. But before that, tell us about kind of your rise through the ranks of Community America and how you got to the place of being the CEO of the organization. Yeah,
0: so um, I've been with Community America. S- uh, actually, I've been in the industry for 32 years, wow. um, 24 of those with Community America. So um, just kind of work through every aspect of the credit union um, life. And I'll be honest, I didn't know what a credit union was when hmm. I joined it after college. I had an accounting degree and went to work for a CPA firm that specialized in auditing credit unions. Okay. So what drew me to to just fall in love is the fact that they're founded on the principle of people Mm. helping people Mm. and so i don't know if it just spoke to my upbringing you know kind of being that caring nurturing person always trying to help my younger siblings but it really spoke to my heart and so i knew at that point that i wanted to stay in this industry for Mm. the remainder of my career so about five years ago uh, was afforded the opportunity the board um Put a lot of trust in my leadership and handed the keys over. My uh, predecessor, Dennis Pierce, good friend of mine, still mm. today, good friend. He uh, he flew uh, to Florida. He's res- he's a smart permanent <laughs> Florida Adler. I think he's in that Hurricane oh, Dorian. Yeah. yeah. But um. But no, he um. You know, was a great friend and mentor, and so the opportunity. he'd Been there 22 years as the CEO. So this was a big wow. change for the credit union. Is a big step for me and so i'm just uh, forever grateful to the board of directors i have a great partnership and relationship with them and so we hit the ground running you know it's like new new leader new energy you know let's just in, infuse a, you know kind of a platform to take off
1: yeah absolutely so a lot's changed in those 5 years for the business like you've uh, clearly received lots of notoriety personally professionally the organization itself has has received a lot of notoriety for, for growth and the different things you've done, but as you kind of look back, what were maybe you know as you set out to be CEO, obviously a huge new role, were there a couple, two or three main objectives that you wanted to accomplish, or big things you wanted to to help the business accomplish?
0: You know, well, you always want to see the the company you work for be successful, yeah. and you know, I. I remember this. I shared this story before um, with some of my coworkers. But you know, when I went through the interview process um, for the CEO job, you know, I don't remember. I was peppered with a lot of questions mm. about you know my experience and you know what I see as the vision for the organization. Um, but the one question I do remember, and I remember my response clearly on, was, "Why do you want to be a CEO?" Mm. And I didn't even waver. I just immediately answered, um, "Well." I'll tell you why I don't want to be a CEO, and that's for those three little initials. Mm. If those three little initials allow me to make big impact with our members, our employees, mm. and this community, that's why I want the job. And I have never wavered from that, to be honest, because mm. the key to everything, if we're an organization about helping people, um, it starts with your employees. So you have to make sure Absolutely. that you keep that foundation strong and a culture of people that care. and you know, find a way to help members, so if they're happy, then we can deliver that to our members, and then I'm a big proponent of being heavily involved in the community. I think, you know, it's our civic responsibility and social responsibility, I think, to give back to the community that you you live in and you work in, and so I'm a huge, huge community person.
1: So good, so good. So how big is the team, the internal team, the employee team at Community America?
0: Uh, All in, so we have the credit unions side, we have about 700 employees, and then we have probably about 150 on our, um, we call it CUSO, service organization side, that uh, does work for other credit unions. Um, So we've developed the competency, and then we help support other institutions.
1: I think it's a fascinating. So so our little small marketing agency, Guild Content, um, we're members uh, on the business side. So uh, we wish it. there... We, you. Yeah, you're welcome. It there, there hasn't probably returned much for you yet because <laughs> there's not tons of <laughs> cash in there yet. Um, but but the fun part is, you know, just like everyone, we all have plenty of choices on where to invest our money, where to spend our money, where to... Uh, what relationships to have. And, and you all... Clearly, we've got a, a business relationship that predates this conversation. But your team, whether they're at the high V branch, whether they're the online video teller, the experience that you get as a member—we um, have other friends in the financial world—but it, it 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 exceeds almost every other encounter. So, so when you say the the people matter and the members matter, I, I'm just affirming you. Like it it actually does matter. It, from a experience perspective and the way you feel treated and valued and, and included even. Um, so has that always been the case? Have you guys emphasized that more recently? Like how, how has that culture kind of get out of the walls and into the real stream of, of customers and members?
0: Yeah. Well, I think our culture has always been intact. I mean, I think it, mm. it starts back and, you know, I feel part of helping to build that even in, my role as COO. And when I started there 24 years ago, um, again, had a great partnership with my uh, former CEO. And so that's always been so important to who we are. Um, I think as you know, the larger you get, it's, 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 a, um, it's a, it's easier when you're a smaller organization, mm. but as you continue on this flight for growth, it becomes a lot more complex to make sure that you're preserving mm. the culture. And I, I, use the analogy it's like you know material you know it's it's hard to just break it apart and so, so good it's so important that you know whoever would succeed me beyond my years that that is ingrained you know mm. that, that that whole service element and helping people and caring for people and being a can-do having a can-do spirit it's got to be ingrained in that because you don't want to rip the the material or you know create chaos in your organization so it, it'll always be Act.
1: Yeah, that's so good. I love how you talk about preserving culture. And, and I think, tactically speaking, it, it's been fun to for, for us to watch you a little bit from a distance, but also some sometimes closer than others. But one thing I, was, I always was amazed at people like you who have super busy calendars who could fill it up at any given moment with anything that possibly could could, could be needed from you. Yet you set out this kind of strategic and intentional, I think you call them Road the Road Show or the Road yeah. Tell us about that. Cause I think again, if you're a you're a branch, I I'll get the language wrong, but if you're an entry-level brand new person to Community America, you've given them in essence access to you. Not maybe all the time every day, right? But you've you've built in these rhythms where your employees feel heard, they feel cared for, they feel feel valued, and they feel like they can share the good and sometimes the bad. Yeah. And and then ultimately you kind of make a list and you've, you've addressed some of those things, right? Like tell us about that whole process.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm impressed, you know, but I'm in the middle of actually the Lisa road shows right now. Nice. So uh, my calendar is a little full, but <laughs> you know, and every year I think, Oh my gosh, you know, I'm heading into the end of summer. First of all, mm. um, that's usually when I mark that as we start to build for the coming year and um, it's a very laid back, there's no agenda, um, you know, we don't, you know, I, I try to keep the group small, mm. and for me, it's just keeping a pulse of what's going on in the organization. Some of the best learning. So I learn, I probably get more out of these meetings than they probably get out mm. of me being there, but, um, you know, I, I feel like, you know, if I, if I know what's some of the pain points. You know, I like to think I have a little bit of influence in the organization to uh, to help drive uh, that change. But it, it's it's so great. I, I walk away and I think I, I don't ever want to stop doing these. And mm-hmm. I know logistically it's getting harder. You know, as we're growing and the employee base is growing. But um, yeah, it's a it's a great group of, of people. And and yeah, they will say what what do you love about Community America? What's your favorite part of this organization? And then what would you love to see different and mm-hmm. You know, we have implemented a lot of simple things, like things that, that are impacting their lives. Like I'll uh, share the ex- story of one of my employees whose son was going to have surgery. Um, she's a single mom, mm. and she was going to have surgery. Her son was going to have needed surgery the next day, and she didn't realize But being on a high deductible plan, they had to come up with the deductible, so $2,700 by the next morning, and mm. she didn't have it had it saved to be able to do that, and that crushed me, Ugh. and so one of the things, two things we've implemented, so we've helped um, now every year, we help fund uh, the HSA accounts uh, for some of our employees based on our, um, you know, how well we've done and managed our health, you know, and so we give some of that money cool. to our employees, and then the second thing we did was uh, reintroduce the PPO, uh, which is, you know, where they just pay a deductible because it's easier for them to manage. So that's one simple thing. And hmm. But, I mean, I, you know, uh, our corporate headquarters has a little workout facility, and, um, you know, the branches don't get to have that same luxury. So all of our employees got a stipend cool. um, to be able to either join a fitness club. So it's just little things that I think for them go a really long way, and if, if they're happy, I'm happy. So
1: Yeah, and, and I, I, you know, my mind jumps to the the thank goodness the way the economy is shaping up and the way employment is and all that like good smart aggressive ambitious people can find jobs for the most part thankfully and and I imagine in your seat if you've got 850 employees that that retention and kind of internal growth is almost as important as recruiting new members right
0: right yeah A- absolutely well and you want to make sure that you're you know especially your strong key critical employees you know we, they we want everybody to feel like they have um, a development plan um, and they we can help them see the future but they have to be part of that too and sure. so um, I think we've got really great leaders that that work with our employees and, and we've got a great group of people I, I you know like you were reading all the accolades it's like I, none of that would even be possible if it wasn't for the great team at Community America. So I don't, I don't take any of that as my my personal accomplishments. I take them as Community America's the team's
1: accomplishments. So cool, so cool. Okay, let's shift gears. Let's talk about the Chiefs. Chiefs, yeah, let's do it. So we're uh, when this podcast goes live, we'll be in week four or five of the season. So uh, a little bit to to be determined here as we sit today having this conversation. But the Chiefs have been a key piece of your. Marketing strategy, but also would you say from an employee kind of morale and 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 employee engagement perspective? Like, tell it tell us kind of the the scope of your chief's relationship, what that looks like, and then maybe from your perspective, how that gets kind of benchmarked and measured and determined whether it's working or not.
0: Yeah. So you know, again, I think when you you're taking over the reins, you know, you you want to try to do something that's kind of yours, your thing, and for my my predecessor, I mean, we had that relationship with um, the Kansas City T-Bones. Mm-hmm. And so the way I looked at it, the lens I looked at this is like, you know, if we feel like we have something really good and we have a great value proposition for the people in Kansas City, we need to find a, a venue to amplify that mm-hmm. and to really tell our story in a big way. And to be honest, I mean, I give you a lot of credit, Justin, because I, I think big part of why we're with the Chiefs is because of you um well you you know you you're a good brand ambassador for the Chiefs and so it was that instant trust you know you talk about relationship and friendship so there was something you know that that attracted me to at least wanted wanting to take the next step in the conversation and of course I adore Mark Donovan and Brett Beach and all of them but um but no so we wanted to uh, venue to amplify that. So going into this, it's like, you know, hey, if we've got a good thing mm. and we've built this organization to be able to do anything and everything to serve the needs of Kansas City, then let's find a way to get it out there in a big way. And I think what the Kansas City Chiefs do for us is it's, you know, we're a sports town, let's face yeah, it. Absolutely. And so it provides an avenue to whether you're sitting, you're one of the 80,000 fans on Sunday, Monday, Thursday, Or you're in your living room, it's live entertainment and you know, Community America being a major partner. So we're the official banking partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, but we're also we have commercial and we're the official wealth management Mm. partner and the official mortgage partner. So we felt it was necessary to really go all in. So if you're gonna you're gonna go in, you, you need to Determine, you know, okay. Push the chips in a little push bit, right? the chips. I, <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm a gambler because I looked at this as what's the worst-case scenario, and if Community America got nothing out of this deal, you know, I didn't, you know, mm. did I cause a material impact to my members' capital? Because that's what I'm tasked with managing. And the answer is I don't even put a dent in it. Mm. So for us, it was time for us to graduate from the minors into the big leagues. Yeah. And I saw the Chiefs as a, a fantastic opportunity to do that. The Hunt family – I mean, you look down that whole organization. It's a group of caring, ethical, uh, can-do. I mean, they fit the the values of Community America, and I couldn't see myself aligned with no better partner than the Chiefs. I love them.
1: That's awesome. Well said, well said, and I appreciate the kind words. So as your partnership has unfolded with them, one thing, and I was looking, again, at it through a little bit different lens as I had left the organization and started Guild, but I was – so impressed and and again we've got a friendship and a business relationship that that predates this dialogue but when I heard that you had provided I think I'll get these details right a Patrick Mahomes jersey to your whole was it just your executive team or or what what was what would that look like
0: yeah so my favorite time of the the year is Christmas I love Christmas and I think whether you celebrate it can I interrupt you
1: real quick I just did my it just jogged my memory. When we first met, it was it was wintertime with Cece and you again I might get the details a little bit wrong, but you go all out at Christmas time, right? Like don't you like go crazy with decorations and the whole deal? Do
0: I have like ten trees in my house or <laughs> all themed? No, I love Christmas. Of course. It just I think it's because it, it brings you back to just the excitement of being a kid and you know, just the, the whole don't know spirit of the holidays and giving and and so yeah so um last year specifically we had signed a deal with patrick and um you know he, he came onto the scene like didn't miss a beat just completely pretty good at football it turns yeah, out i think a little <laughs> bit yeah and uh so we got to the end of the year and in november and it was the wednesday before thanksgiving and i said well, the week before, and I said, I, I want to celebrate this year. I going to go out with a big year and, um, you know, thank the employees, everybody who's just really contributed to um, our success. And so, and I want to help members, you know, and so forth. So the Wednesday before I did what's called the five weeks of giving. Mm. So the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, so I do a What's New Wednesday, and Kay. I did a holiday edition. And so the, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving... I explained that we're going to have five weeks of giving, and it starts today. And so we, uh, I empowered my staff, if they have a member that comes in that they know is maybe having a hard time making ends meet, they're empowered to put food on their table or mm. allow them to get gifts for their kids, whatever the need, you know, up to a $500 on an average. But I said you wow. don't have to ask permission just do it. The only thing I want to hear is tell me the story of how they received it. Oh, so and good. And so that started. We went through the holiday season all of last year um, helping members. And then starting in December, every week in December at on the Wednesday, um, the What's New Wednesday Holiday Edition came out, and it had a little present on there, and they clicked it. And then down in our atrium in the big Christmas tree was all their presents. And so I – Yes, I, I remember doing this with my kids. You find the <laughs> hardest – get; they always wanted the hardest-to-get gift. Of course. And, um, you know, Santa had to come through for them, so they were good kids during the year. But um, so they came down, and so, of course, the hardest one to get at that time, because Patrick was the hottest ticket, was his jersey. And so I was told, oh, you can get the knockoff version. I said, no, no, I only want the best. I want – you know, I – so these are our people. They got to have the yeah, best. Yeah, right? so um, I had I did have to call the chiefs to help me. So they printed 400 in Portland and then shipped 400 jerseys, Nike jerseys blank to Chicago to print the other 400. Holy and so yeah, so they all got a Patrick Mahomes jersey and then some of them got the golden ticket and there were several several of them in there that were signed by Patrick. No way. Yeah so it was it was great because you wouldn't hear anything and then you'd hear up in a department somebody yell so they opened it up there and saw that it was a signed jersey. <laughs> that's so good. So, so much fun so much fun.
1: That's so good that's such a cool story so I think you have a really unique lens um, from my perspective anyway with this kind of convergence of leading a big organization uh, being responsible and, and you've got a terrific VP of marketing in Matt Johnson mm-hmm. but being responsible that this relationship makes sense and and to to use a, a overplayed word pays off that the roi on the relationship makes sense but then also this emergence of um which i think as we sit in it in kansas city specifically this emergence of this personal brand of mahomes right like everybody's intrigued by this young guy super successful nfl mvp and yet at least comes off as super down to earth and approachable, and salt of the earth Texas quarterback guy. Tell us again, maybe whatever you feel comfortable with, but your relationship with the um, the Chiefs, obviously we've talked about, but with Patrick himself, like, give us just a little bit of insight into into how he ticks and what you guys kind of th- view as as a benefit of that relationship.
0: Well, you know, I said when. He first came on the scene. He was unknown. In fact, you know, I think uh, some people were surprised he was going to be a gunslinger, and you know, so forth. And um, but his agent was looking for a couple people maybe to to um, partner with uh, for a year. And so I said, I wanna, I want to know him. Like I just I just want to get to know him to make sure mm-hmm. that his personal brand r- reflects that of Community America. And so I remember we went down to the Power and Light District, um, young kid, you know, um, and first question I said, so tell me a little bit about yourself, Patrick, and, you know, the first thing he led into was the love of his family, and he talked mm-hmm. about his little sister Mia, Mia playing soccer, and, you know, his his girlfriend Brittany's really into working out, and. Jackson, you know, he, he can be a pain, but he's a good guy, and, <laughs> you know, just the love of his family, and so it immediately drawn to me, he, he, I was immediately drawn to him, mm-hmm. and then his grandma's one of 11. Wow. So we had this big family kind of, com- you know.
1: She had you beat by one, <laughs> 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 but not, my, not by much.
0: No, but, you know, and I, so just talking to him, and I remember one of the things I told him, you know, it's just, I don't know what the future holds for you, but, you know, stay grounded and humbled like you mm-hmm. are right now. And mm-hmm. I will tell you, I, I think he is a very humble kid. And I give a lot of credit to his his mom and dad and mm-hmm. his whole family upbringing. And um, Randy, his mom is so down to earth, she might kill me if I heard me say this, but, uh, you know, she was, we we're watching football and, you know, his, her son's getting ready to beat Len Dawson's record and, she looked so darling. I said, "Oh, I love your boots," and she said, "Oh, thank you. I got them at a Kohl's K O H L. Y'all have one of those around here." <laughs> and I just remember that. I'm like, "Oh my God, I love this family." So good. So she just, just a, a sweetheart, and Brittany, and Mia and Jackson, and I love it. And, and you know, Patrick, you know, he calls me Mama G.
1: Why? <laughs> That's awesome.
0: <laughs> I don't. I, well, I was telling him about my, my son's kids. They all call me Mama G, and so he calls me Mama
1: G. It's so good. It's so good. good what, a, what a neat perspective. So cool. And we're all cheering for him and y'all for sure. So sure. if you're good with it, let's shift a little bit into this kind of, um, you, you've, you've touched on it several times, but the impact that you personally and also in the role that you hold, but Community America as, a, as an organization, that you have the stewardship of the Kansas City community uh, as we – as we clearly discussed on the way in, like you have a, th- you're on a thousand boards. I'm making that exaggeration, right? But you're very he involved. my husband, he'll tell you I'm on a thousand boards. <laughs> yeah. Barry's like, come on, man. Home. Yeah. We got another <laughs> banquet tonight. Let's go. Um, so why is that so important? And then maybe specifically, like what are some of the organizations that you're involved with in KC and, and, and maybe what are you up to in terms of um, how you're giving back and, and what you are, are excited about yeah. these next couple months?
0: So, you know, I think community is so important. If your community is not thriving, I think just as a whole, you know, the, the city suffers from yeah. that. And so, you know, we have an opportunity, I think, as a, a successful business in Kansas City to really find ways to help our community thrive. And mm. so I look at it <coughs> through the lens of, like, you know, how do we deliver peace of mind mm. um, to the members, to the to the community? in Kansas City and so I, I look at it in different buckets but you have you know things that don't deliver peace of mind or what causes stress and financial is a big part of that so how do we how can community America insert ourselves into playing a big part in financial literacy and you know we do a lot with uh, junior achievement and um, you know city year um, which helps kids um, navigate through whatever their circumstances are at home personally it helps them navigate through these core educators. Mm. Um, so we sponsor North Kansas City um, High School and Middle School by putting these core educators in there. So that's important to us is to, to get them on the right track. I mean, education is another big one. You know, how do we get our kids through school? So, again, City Year um, it does a fantastic job um, of, 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 of helping these kids. Uh, but, you know, we've got housing and transportation and you think about our veterans community and all the sacrifices that they've Mm. made um, for our country and so how do we give back to them and so community america in this past year built five tiny homes for the veterans community project no way i didn't know that that's awesome yeah in fact we even solicited patrick patrick came and helped uh, paint but i don't think coach reed wanted him to do too much (laughs) physical activity because they were still in the in the season, but, um, but no, so yeah. So the veterans community project, um, operations breakthrough, I mean, anything surrounded with kids. And then I think there's that element of, you know, again, how do you help the community thrive? And you look at, and I, I'm missing a ton of the people that we support children's Mm -hmm. mercy. I mean, all the great, uh, facilities uh, 501s and and uh, non that do great work for people but then the health and wellness piece of it mm. you know h- how do we help in on the preventative side so you know the american heart association yep. and go red for women and, um, which you helped
1: raise over a million bucks right yeah it's awesome yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: barry and i were co-chairs for uh red hot nights this past awesome. um uh, this past year and raised over 2.4 million holy cow yeah so it's exciting that's so cool but but to me that's so that's so small in comparison Mm. to just what our community needs and support you know help you know so every little thing i think makes such a big impact like for our, our staff i mean i give them two days off of time pay time off to go give back in the community so cool so sometimes it's not about just the big checks and you know, posing for a picture as much as it is just giving with your heart. So I think there's still a lot of room for improvement in Kansas City. I mean, you think about what's happening in our city with crime, and mm. so I just I think there's a lot more that we can do as a community to to really elevate.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I love it, and I, I love your perspective because it does feel, I mean, you've used this language in describing an NFL MVP, but to, to stay grounded, to stay humble, and, and it – it's very evident that as a CEO of a large organization, you've done that. And and so, I and not to put you on the spot here, but when you think of a CEO, I think most folks would have some sort of a preconceived notion. Maybe they're aloof, maybe they're very black and white, or they're cutting, or they're shoving people down to get up to the top or whatever, which is clearly not you. What are some maybe, like, Deeper values that, and you've talked about the heart, and you've talked about community and family. Are there are there any kind of threads that tie back to, hey, this is what mom told us how to treat people, or this, like, are there any kind of threads that tie back to, like, hey, I always am going to operate in this way, regardless of if I'm CEO, COO, VP, entry level, like, how, like, what what's the motivation for you? I guess.
0: Well, I think Justin. I mean, I think if you look at everybody's journey. We all have a journey in our mm. life, and we're we're where we are because of the past. But the past isn't what defines where you want to go or mm. where you want to be. But it but it has to be woven in to your your own fabric mm. of what defines you. And I think for me, and growing up with such a big family, you know, there were there were ten mouths to feed, and Twelve, my mom and dad, <laughs> <laughs> and you know we had animals, so we had to yeah, feed them. Absolutely. but, You know, my point there is that you know I didn't, we didn't grow up with, mm. with a lot. Mm. You know, except we we grew up with a lot of love. Mm. And for me, I I thought, gosh, I'm rich, and so but I also knew, you know, it's like some of my, because of what defined me in my past. Mm. You know, I'm I'm probably a very inclusive person because. I know what it felt like to be excluded Mm. um, and to be categorized as, you know, this kind of person. Wow. So you just learn from that and you bring forward, you know, what what you've treasured and what you've learned from your past. And for me, it's you have to stay grounded and, you know, be who you are. And that was the other big thing. And, you know, it's like I'm I'm not going to try to be somebody that I can't be. I'm who I am. So I mean, good. I'm fun, but yeah. you know, I like to have fun. But you know, I also appreciate you know the journey that I'm on in life. And if so I could, good. if I could give it back and help others um, be successful in their journey, I'm I'm all in.
1: And you would never ever take credit for this. I know it, but that attitude permeates through. It, it, that's what leadership is. Leadership starts with this culture of, it, it, in, in in my opinion, in good leadership, it starts with this culture of authenticity. And transparency and connectedness and wholeheartedness that that then flows through a o- whole organization and I think what's fun and we're on this mission as an agency to determine hey can trust really lead to revenue right like can yes. can 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 friendship kindness trust authenticity lead to big money right
0: it's an indirect outcome huh. I mean it's 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 and I agree with that like to me if you're already focused on the driver which is revenue and bottom line you forget hmm. all the great things that can get you there but if you focus on all the people and and you know why you exist for so the good. sake of who that becomes an outcome so for me and we'll come back to the chiefs but for me it wasn't about okay I'm going to put all my chips here and I'm going to only focus on the chips and what's this return and what's this to me is looking out beyond that and saying you know if we didn't do this could we ever get where we wanted to be? Could we ever get the people of Kansas City to really know who Community America is, what's our story, and how we deliver value back, how we le- deliver peace of mind to our members? And, you know, I, I think that if, you, if you're always focused on the bottom line, you're not going to see the forest through the trees.
1: So good. So good. Holy crap. I love it. You're so good, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Um, so we're, we're winding down here, and you are so stinking busy that we're just – we're grateful that you would carve out this much time to be with us. Um, And kind of a silly question, but if, as you're sitting as CEO today, if you had to write a letter to 18 year old Lisa, as she's graduating high school, still dealing with eight younger siblings that she's trying to raise, what would you, what would maybe be two or three things that you would write in that letter to 18 year old you?
0: Oh gosh, you know, I probably go back to, to. Just to, to say, you know, it's that life is a journey, and mm. you know, this is just the beginning. You know, all the trivial things that happen to you as an eighteen-year-old, and you know, in your life, it's all small. That's mm. that doesn't mean anything. You know, just stay focused on what is it you want to be, and don't let anything stand in your way you know, I would say continue to learn, continue to grow, mm-hmm. uh, be respectful and kind to people, mm-hmm. you know, being cutthroat and, you know, tearing people down, you know, it doesn't get you anywhere, <clears throat> and then at the, at the end of this is, you know, stay true to who you are, and don't ever waver from that, because what you bring is a tremendous gift, um, show your gifts, and the rest will come.
1: So good, so good. I um, um I told you at the beginning we we I'm not gonna let you off the hook on this one. You've been married 31 years to Barry Ginter, who's a great guy. What's the secret? What are like if you were gonna write a marriage book, what would what would be the the uh, <laughs> one of the chapters? Oh, Justin.
0: <laughs> well, opposites do attract. Yep. <laughs> My husband and I are completely different, but with that said. <coughs> We still make each other laugh. Um, We still commit time for ourselves. Mm. Um, We drive each other crazy. There's no doubt about that. Uh, But I think it's, for us, it was, it's, we defined early in our our life what was important. Mm. And obviously our faith is number one. Mm. And then our family. And then obviously, you know, friends and work, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. But, (coughs) know Barry t- took a big sacrifice when our youngest was um going into kindergarten mm. and back at a time when fathers didn't stay home um he took the big leap and decided to allow me the platform to cool. um you know he thought the time was right for me to to succeed and and you know I've 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 always respected him for that and cool. you know we've done things together um so I don't I don't take anything away as that. Where I'm at in my career is all because of Barry Mm. Ginter Mm. and not because of just Lisa Ginter. And this has been a partnership from day one and a friendship that will, it's a bond that'll never break. Does he drive me crazy, Justin? All (laughs) the time. (laughs) But I love him. I love him more today than than I did 39 years ago. That's
1: so good. And so speaking of 39 years, well, 31. 31 married. You got married where? I know the answer, but our listeners probably do not.
0: Yes, my we had our reception 31 years ago at Arrowhead Stadium Amazing. in the club
1: level. So good. And then your daughter, Christine, Got was me. married where? At
0: 2016 at Arrowhead Stadium in it. the club level. I love
1: it. And then today, as the official wealth management partner of the Chiefs, what, what do people see when they walk, when they roll in on that escalator on the North Club? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, if you don't see community America, I, then, then you need to get your glasses checked because we have a huge monitor that's, kind of tells the story in the chiefs and how the, the, the parallel with, with the chiefs rise in community America and. So Community America is everywhere, and you also see our Mr. Mahomes as our spokesperson in his MVP suit accepting his award. And
1: He looked good that night. He
0: looked really good. Yeah, he's, he's a great kid. But anyway, so yeah, you're, we're all over the club level as well. And again, making the impression that Community America can do all of your banking, whether it's your consumer transactions and your checking and your kids checking to – um, if you're a small business owner like yourself, yeah, and
1: small small business, can, small money, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and
0: as as well as your planning for your retirement, we've yeah. got it all, and so
1: so good. I, I love the story because I think it it ties everything full. It comes it comes full circle with with. Me personally, because Colin Potter on our team, who we he and I worked together at the Chiefs in New love Event. Him. Yeah, and um, he's now a full-time uh, uh, partner here at Guild. And he tells a story way better than I could, but he love, he's just the most in-tune gift giver I think I've ever been around, especially for a guy. He's just tremendous. <laughs> he like breaks all the stereotypes. He's just very intuitive. And when Christine got married, he, w- he and Capri and I think his family were kind of rushing around and he left an event and, and came and delivered this. Um, he was
0: one of the most wanted and loved oh, that right. event right. and came to the reception with the most thoughtful gift. Which was what? Which was a Mr. and Mrs. Kramer jersey with their wedding date on it. Ugh. It was a Chiefs jersey in a frame. And then his mom, they were so sweet, so they're from Buffalo, New York, yep. and they talked about their hot sauce. And so he gave me the original uh wing sauce. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah, wing yeah. sauce that, and I was like, Oh my God, you're the most thoughtful individual. It was the sweetest thing. And his mom was sweet and his sister was there. And it's like one big family. And that's kind of how I, I view community America. I view you guys. I love it. And Chiefs. It's like one big happy family.
1: I love it. And, and from Colin's perspective, I wish he could tell the story because I think it meant so much to him that here he was being the gift giver and coming to this reception to give this gift, which was thoughtful and nice. But then he felt welcomed and loved and appreciated because I think you guys were like, hey, stick around, like they have a stayed, party. Yeah. yeah, they stayed and hung out, which is super cool. Yeah. So, one big um, family. Yeah, that's right. So, this is how we end all of our shows. So, we call it the speed story section. So, it's just five simple questions. Okay. Okay. That you'll have cool answers to. So, we're like. super excited to hear your response. So, number one. What is the last book that you read? Or do you even have time to read? Like, how how does that work?
0: Of course, I've read I Love You More and peek to my granddaughter, Ava.
1: <laughs> it was a really quick
0: answer. read, and I got it done. And Boom.
1: Yeah. Great job. I love it. Um, a little bit of a philosophical question. If you could do one thing right now, not afraid, what would you do? the The better way to ask it is this. What would you do right now if you weren't afraid?
0: If I wasn't afraid, I'm afraid of heights, I would jump out of a plane and just wrap my arms out there to love fill it. this wonderful earth that we get to be a part of. Uh,
1: I love it. So good. Never happened, though. <laughs> Too scared. <laughs> Too scared. <laughs> what is one thing if people knew that you did oh, that gosh. they'd think you were kind of weird or crazy? Oh, like, do you bite your fingernails? Oh, do you do no. something weird with...
0: I- I oh I'm even embarrassed to admit this. I I watch The Bachelor and Bachelorette. <laughs> so good. I think it puts. I think it makes my my life. You, it unwinds, Yeah. Like, thank yeah. God for my husband. <laughs> so he doesn't like it that I watch it, but so
1: good, so good. It's corny. I love, yep, I love it. Um, a little bit of a legacy type question. Mm-hmm. When it's all said and done, what do you want to be remembered for?
0: Oh, my heart. Mm. My heart to people in the community.
1: So good. I think I would have predicted that you would say that. I love it. All right, lastly, I'm sure you're not the most um, active social media participant, but if people wanted to follow along with Lisa Ginter and understand what you're doing and what you're up to, where would they follow you?
0: Well, Community America does a a good job on their social media posting things. Um, LinkedIn... but i'm i'm not a a huge social media i'm i'm reading books to my granddaughter or i'm serving on boards or going to watching the bachelor i (laughs) 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 i do need to get better about that but community america does a great job at telling my story so good so good
1: well lisa we are honored it's um, it's literally a a pleasure to have you on and i think our listeners are going to be floored by your insights we're super grateful
0: i love you justin and brooke and colin Likewise,
1: likewise. Thank you, Lisa.
0: Thank you, Justin.
1: Thanks y'all. We really appreciate you listening today. We know you have a ton of places where you can give your attention. So it means the world that you would share your day with us. If you'd be so kind, please give us a review and subscribe to the show. That would be super awesome. And a huge thanks to Lisa Ginter, the CEO of community America. Her story is a powerful one until the next show. Let your life tell a great story. Thanks for listening to y'all.